walking home and talking loud To seeing shows and evening clothes with you But now we're sleeping at the edge, holding something we don't need All this illusion in our heads is gonna bring us to our knees Amazing grace, how sweet the sound That saved a wretch like me So come on, let it go, just let it be Everything this broke, leave it to the breeze Why don't you be you, and I'll be me And I'll be me I once was lost, but now Let the end. 
in the last episode, we saw how we can resist the enemy's attack on our salvation by making use of God's word stored up in our hearts. In this episode, we will be exploring 1 John chapter 5, verses 11 and 12. We know this is our main scripture passage for the assurance of salvation study. I want to believe we have already memorized the scripture passage, 1 John 5, 11 and 12. I would like to read the passage again. 1 John 5, 11 and 12 says, and this is the testimony. God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. First John 1 verses 11 and 12. Exploring this passage, I would like to start with the first question. Who gives eternal life. From the passage, it is clearly written that God has given us eternal life. This implies that God gives eternal life. Eternal life which also means everlasting life, that is, a life that lasts forever, a life that has no end. And according to 1 John 5, verses 11 and 12, it is only God that gives such a life, eternal life. The next question is, where is this life found? I mean, where is eternal life found? Still exploring 1 John 5, verses 11 and 12, we can see that eternal life is found in His Son. When we say His Son, we mean Jesus Christ. Eternal life is found in Jesus. Eternal life cannot be found outside of Jesus but in Jesus alone and in nothing else. Then this brings us to the next question. Who has eternal life? And who does not have eternal life? Two questions. Who has eternal life? And who does not have eternal life? According to the same scripture passage we are looking at, that is 1 John 5 verses 11 and 12, it says, He who has the Son has life, and he who does not have the Son of God does not have life. This question is answered in the same passage I just read, in clear terms. That he who has the Son of God, that is, he who has Jesus Christ, has life. 
And he who does not have Jesus Christ does not have life. In summary, it is only God who has eternal life. And he has given us this life in Jesus Christ. Because this eternal life is in Jesus Christ. Therefore, for me to have this internal life, then I need to have Jesus. If I don't have Jesus, and I don't have eternal life, I know that I have Jesus. Speaking for myself. I know that I have Jesus because I have come to believe in Jesus who is God's gift to you and I. And I have received him with the whole of my heart. Therefore, I can say categorically with every sense of assurance in me that I have eternal life. Glory, hallelujah. Likewise, if you have put your faith in Jesus Christ, believing in Him, and having received Him, then I can tell you with absolute certainty and confidence and assurance that you also have it's on our life. Now, let us look at what other scriptures, scripture passages I have to say about First John chapter five, verses eleven. And 12. That is the assurance of salvation of verse. Firstly, let us look at what John says in John chapter 20, verse 31, about why he wrote the book of John. John chapter 20, verse 31 says, But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. It was clearly stated by John that the book of John was written so that you and I may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, you and I may have life, that is, eternal life, in his name, Jesus. But this, I believe, is the testimony that we all can hold on to. Now, Knowing that God has given us eternal life, 
Let us see what Romans chapter 5 verse 8 says about how God has shown that he loves you and I, giving us eternal life. Romans chapter 5 verse 8. Let us hear what it says. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Paul was telling us in Romans chapter 5 verse 8 that while we were still wallowing in our sins and enjoying our sinful ways, our sinful way of life, Christ died for us. Jesus Christ did not wait till we stopped sinning. Instead, he went ahead to die for our sins while we were still sinning. And that was how God demonstrated his own love for us. God did not wait till we become perfect or till when we stop our sinful lifestyle. No, he went ahead to demonstrate his own love for us by letting Christ Jesus die for our sins. You may want to find out or ask what were the results of man's sinfulness. Let us see what Isaiah chapter 59 verse 2 says about the results or consequences of our sinful lifestyle, of our sinfulness. Isaiah 59 verse 2 says, But your iniquities have separated you from your God. Your sins have hidden his face from you, so that he will not hear. From this passage, we can clearly see that our sins separate us from God. Our sins cut the communication line between us and God, and our relationship with God is being breached. A breach in our relationship with God is what we call spiritual death. Therefore, the result of our sinfulness brought about spiritual death. To buttress this, let us see what Paul said in Romans chapter 6, verse 23. He said, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Man knowing fully well that he is sinful and that there is a gap between him and the Holy God tried every kind of work so that he can fill the gap between him and God. And so 
so that he will be able, so that he can relate with God again. But those works can't close the gap. See, expressing good works, being religious, and being moral, however good that sounds, however good that looks, they cannot close the gap or mend the broken relationship between man and God. No, it can't. Let us see what Ephesians chapter 2 uh, verses 8 and 9 has to say about this. Ephesians 2 8 and 9 says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourself. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. It is clearly stated in verse 9 that not by works, so that no one can boast. The phrase not by works was clear. You see, no amount of work, no amount of work, I repeat, can close this gap. The only way this gap can be closed is the provision God has made out of his love for us, and that provision is Jesus Christ. Jesus is the gift of God to us. Jesus is the grace of God to us. It is by this grace that we have been saved. It is through this grace, Jesus Christ, that we can relate with God again. God gave us this gift in the person of Jesus Christ to close the gap between the sinful man and God. The latter part of Romans chapter 6 verse 23 says, But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Hallelujah. Glory. Now, let us see how Peter explained what God has done to bring men, to bring the sinful man to himself. In 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 18, which says, For Christ died for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive by the Spirit. Glory! Peter clearly explained what God did. Man cannot save himself. Man doesn't have the capacity to save himself 
nor does he have the capacity to close the gap between him and God. Only God himself, I repeat, only God himself can close the gap. He alone can bring us back to himself. Why? You want to ask. Why? Because he is God and because he loves us. Christ did this. Christ died for our sins once and for all time. Once and for all. Glory. It closed the gap between us and God once and for all. There is nothing man can do about it again. There is nothing you and I can do about it again. It has already been done by God through Jesus Christ. The righteous Jesus died for the unrighteous man. To bring the unrighteous man to God. He was put to death in the body. Putting sin to death. Putting all our iniquities, all our inadequacies to death in the body, but made alive by the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Made alive, hallelujah, giving us eternal life, glory. So, having done all that, you may want to ask, then, what is man's role? Uh, yes, man doesn't have the capacity to close the gap. Then, what is man's role? Then, what is our role? In all of this, what am I to do? What is man's response? What is our response to what God has done for mankind? Let us see what John said in John chapter 1 verse 12. John chapter 1 verse 12 and 13 says, Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or of a husband's will, but born of God. From John chapter 1 verse 12 and 13, our response, our response is to receive Jesus to believe in his name, to receive and believe in the gifts of God to mankind. That is the only role required of man. The only role required of you and I in all of this is to believe in the name of Jesus and receive him 
I would like to use this opportunity to ask you this question. What role have you been playing? What role have you been playing? Have you been trying to reach God on your own terms? Have you been trying to get to God through your good works, through your religion, or probably through your morality, your morality? I would like to let you know that that is not the right way to get to God. Your good works, your religion, your morality can get you to God. That is not the right way to God. The only way to God is through Jesus. The only way to God is through Jesus. In John chapter 14 verse 6, it says, I am the way, the truth, and life. No man cometh to the Father except through him. Jesus is the only way to God. And your role is to receive him. Your role is to believe in his name. Believe in his name with the whole of your heart. Are you listening to me right now? And you have not at any point in your life boldly received Jesus and believe in his name as the only way to God, as the only means to get the gift of eternal life. This is your opportunity to receive God's gift to you. Your choice for Christ is a private decision. No one else can make that decision for you. And no one has the right to force you to make any decision. You must decide within yourself and decide for yourself in the privacy of your soul. You can simply tell God, tell God the Father, you are believing in Jesus Christ today. Are you telling God the Father that you are believing in Jesus Christ today? You can join me in this prayer and repeat after me. My Father and God, I thank you for the sacrifice that you did for my sake. I thank you for the provision of your Son, Jesus Christ, the gift 
your gift to mankind. To save and deliver me from every of my sins. Father, I have come to believe in Jesus today. I have come to receive him as my Lord and Savior. Your word says, if I believe and I receive him, I am your son, I am your daughter. Thank you because you never go back on your word. Thank you because you have given me eternal life. Thank you because I'm now part of your family. For in Jesus' name, I have prayed. Amen. If you have said this prayer with me, you have decided to believe Christ. You can be confident you have eternal life. You will share an eternal relationship with God. You will live with Him forever. Faith alone in Christ alone is salvation. I will take that again. Faith alone in Christ alone is salvation. Thank you once again for your time. In the next episode, we will be looking at life in the sun. We'll be looking at life in the sun. That is your life in Jesus Christ. Your life in Christ Jesus. Have a great day ahead. But no sleeping at the edge, holding something we don't need.